Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to this very special edition of the Lindsay Elmore Show. Several months ago, I had the opportunity to interview more than 40 industry experts who taught me all different aspects of how we engineer our microbiome towards health and away from illness. I interview physicians, pharmacists, nutritionists, and thought-leading experts as we explore the many ways that all of the bugs and microbes that live on us and in us affect our health. Every week, I will be dropping a sample of one of the interviews right here in your feed, and you can follow along just like you do our full episodes of the podcast. When you decide that you would like to listen to a full interview from the Engineering Your Microbiome Summit, all you have to do is head to wellnessmadesimple.us, get signed up for free, and you will immediately have access to watch not just this episode, but all of the episodes and interviews that we conducted in the Engineering Your Microbiome Summit. Head to wellnessmadesimple.us to help learn as practical tips that you can use in your daily life to ensure that you are walking towards health and wellness and away from illness. Welcome back to the Engineering Your Microbiome Summit. I am your host, Dr. Lindsay Elmore, and in this interview, we're going to be talking about all things heartburn. What is heartburn? What is gastrointestinal uh, reflux disease? And what's the difference? And why is it all related to your microbiome? My guest today is Norm Robillard, and he is the founder of the Digestive Health Institute and the creator of the Fast Track Diet. He advocates for natural and integrative solutions for functional gastrointestinal disorders and various forms of gut dysbiosis, helping people around the globe based on his three-part approach, diet, and then we identify and address underlying causes that are specific to the individual, and we look for pro-absorption and gut-friendly behaviors and practices, including supplements. The Fast Track Diet System was presented at Digestive Disease Week to give gastroenterologists a science-based treatment option for functional GI disorders and gut dysbiosis. In addition, his award-winning Fast Track Diet mobile app and Fast Track Digestion book series 
make it easy to implement the fast tracked diet. So Norm, welcome to the Engineering Your Microbiome Summit. Thank you, Lindsay. Great to be here. I'm so excited because I think that a ton of people live with reflux, live with GI disorders that unfortunately get them placed onto medications, sometimes for a very, very long time, that further disrupts the microbiome. Because anytime you mess with the pH of the stomach, we're, we're disrupting the microbiome. And so, yeah, so talk to us about what is acid reflux? What does the patient feel like? Yeah, so acid reflux is when the stomach contents are not contained in the stomach, and they reflux into the esophagus and beyond. So there's a whole variety of symptoms. Uh, the one most people will relate to is heartburn, that burning behind the breastbone. But you can also have regurgitation, gas and bloating, nausea, abdominal pain, um, a sour taste in the mouth. And those are the classic reflux symptoms. Uh, there's also something called silent reflux, otherwise known as laryngopharyngeal reflux, where people oftentimes don't have a lot of those classic symptoms, but they do have things like a sore throat, um, a, you know, an irritation in the throat. You can have laryngitis or hoarseness. You can have um, asthma-like respiratory symptoms. You can have um, sinus irritation. So it's a, it's, they're both caused by reflux, but it is a different group of symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of symptom symptom um, presentation. And, you know, these, these also can be mistaken. People sometimes have reflux so bad they think they're having heart attacks. It can be very, very painful. And so what's the difference between acid reflux and GERD? Mm -hmm. So acid reflux describes the event, right? It's more than acid reflux. It's actually reflux of whatever's in your stomach. And that can also include bile, bacteria from your intestines, uh, pepsin, the enzyme, and stomach acid. So they call it acid reflux, but it's really refluxing what's in your stomach. Now, GERD for gastroesophageal reflux disease, you know, there's always fancy names when you don't really understand what's going on. And I think years ago, some of these just stuck. And really, it describes kind of a chronic acid reflux, that you're refluxing over and over, day after day, to the point where you're doing some damage. Esophagitis, you know, it can lead to Barrett's esophagus, a precancerous condition right around the lower esophageal sphincter. So GERD typically refers to, I think of it as chronic reflux where there's some damage. Okay. Okay. And so when someone is experiencing GERD or acid reflux, what is kind of the typical approach in, in this person? Like what did, what a gastroenterologist like typically go to? Well, and we're trying to talk to more of them. In fact, we're involved in a clinical study with a teaching hospital out in Chicago. So um, I think more and more, um, some of these doctors are aware of the dietary and lifestyle approaches. Um, the old ones, you know, the trigger food diet didn't really work out well, but it wasn't very science-based. So some of these guys, uh, William Che, uh, John Pandolfino, it's the guy, the PI of the study we're working on, 
uh, Chicago. They're um, looking into this, and they're, so it's great that they're receptive, but too many doctors are just kind of quick to say, oh, okay, you have those symptoms. Here you go. Here's your Nexium. Here's your Prilosec. I'll give you a PPI or even an H2 blocker um, like Pepsid and just hope you get better. But really, you're, you're neutralizing the stomach acid for a certain period of time, but you're not really getting at what's causing this reflux. So on these PPIs, you'll still be refluxing, and only half of the people that take these actually resolve their symptoms. You're not resolving the reflux ever, but the symptoms can improve for half of the people. Wow, that's astonishing, especially because the the proton pump inhibitors and the, and the H2RAs are just quite I I hesitate to say dangerous because they're not dangerous in the same way that they can rapidly lead to death like narcotics but they're dangerous in the fact that they very slowly disrupt every single body system um because stomach acid is so important it's so important for us and so what is what does acid reflux have to do with the microbiome Mm. and by the way i i agree with your comments there i mean these these acid reducing drugs are pretty safe for how they're prescribed i want you to take this read the package two weeks a month two months max but unfortunately, like you mentioned, people stay on these for 10 years, 20 years. Oh, yeah. They, they, they get put on them at, at a hospitalization and then just never get taken off. And oftentimes not even for um, a condition that's indicated for PPIs. Correct. So a lot of people that go to the hospital, they'll come out on a PPI. They didn't even have reflux. So yeah. it's pretty crazy. But yeah. So your question's a good one. Um, you know, what is the link between reflux and, and the microbiome. I mean, the short answer is that these microbes in our gut, and, and we have 100 trillion of them from eight or nine different phyla, high-level groupings, and they're comprised of hundreds of different species. So it's very diverse. They're in our gut. There's different players in different parts. There's one type of population in the small intestine. There's others in the early large bowel and, and a different population you know, later on in the colon. Um, but I think of these now um, as kind of little fermenters, you know, like you, you might brew beer or wine in a fermenter. You think of these little teeny fermenters, they're processing nutrients, right? All these microbes do have needs for nitrogen. So some of the proteins and amino acids will be utilized by these microbes. Some can process fats for energy. It's a really tricky metabolic trick they know but they're not the real energy yielding substrate. It's the carbohydrates that really is the beginning of the food chain for the microbiome, right? They get most of their energy from carbohydrates. So what happens when they do that? Well, many of these types of organisms produce quite a bit of gas, right? There was one study that as little as 30 grams of carbohydrate, it's just a little over an ounce allow bacteria to produce 10 liters of hydrogen. So they can produce a lot of hydrogen from a, a from few carbohydrates. They're also producing other gases. You can get hydrogen sulfide production, the methanogens, these archaea organisms that live in our gut, they can produce a lot of methane. And that's kind of can slow transit 
uh, it's associated with constipation. So I think of all these little fermenters making all the, this pass from carbohydrates in our diet. Now, the reason I stumbled onto this and came up with this, this is really a new theory connecting reflux to the microbiome. Um, I had terrible reflux um, oh, 17 or 18 years ago, and it was really you know, debilitating, and, and the medicines weren't working, but I happened to just try a really reducing my carbohydrates, a low-carb diet, so I was going to lose a little weight. And what I noticed was just stunning is that my reflux symptoms resolved. And I wasn't the only one saying this. It was mentioned in a couple of books, Protein Power by the Eads. It was, I think even Atkins mentioned it. And uh, there were a couple of small studies showing that cutting carbs helped reflux symptoms. So I was amazed, but even more, I was really curious. You know, the, the scientist in me wanted to know, you know, wow, what is this? Because the standing th theory for 70 years was that reflux is caused by a dysfunctional LES, which is the group of muscles that sits on our stomach. It's supposed to stay tight and it's either relaxing inappropriately or it's getting loose and that's how reflux happens but if you get rid of the carbs and your reflux goes away that doesn't go with that theory so i thought what is going on here and and i think i was lucky that my background was microbiology i have worked with a lot of these microbes i knew that they get a lot of energy from carbohydrates and i know that they can produce a lot of gas and the theory was that simple and it just kind of hit me i think i know what's going on as I'm getting a little older, I was in my late 30s or 40 by then, maybe my digestion isn't working as well as it was when I was younger. And I'm on a high carb diet. I eat pasta and bread. And I ate it. I was not on a diet. I ate everything that was high carb. That maybe I'm malabsorbing some of these carbohydrates and I'm feeding these gas producing microbes. I'm getting blooms of these gas producing microbes. The gas is translating from where it's made in my intestines into my stomach. And people with GERD, that's actually well-known. They have high intragastric pressure. And it's pushing on my LES muscles. Imagine your stomach is a bottle of Coke and you drop a couple of Mentos into it. That's what I was thinking. So it's a simple idea, but I really think I'm right. And so I've written a couple of books and been um, you know, working on this idea since. If you've been wanting to live a healthy lifestyle, but you're done trying temporary diets and exercises, and you are frustrated because you don't know where to find reliable health education, and you don't have someone that you can trust to lead you to what wellness options are out there and make them simple enough to incorporate into a busy modern lifestyle. You are the perfect person to head over to wellnessmadesimple.us where you can learn practical skills from me that you need to build a healthy lifestyle. When you get access to Wellness Made Simple, you will be immediately poured into more than 85 videos, more than 11 hours of education, and join a community of more than 2,400 positive reviews. All you have to do is get access by heading to wellnessmadesimple.us. Watch the coursework and implement simple strategies daily into your life that can positively transform your health. Head to wellnessmadesimple.us to get access today. 
The Lindsay Elmore Show is written and produced by me, Lindsay Elmore. Show segments are produced by Sue Procco and Derek Lugo. Sound design and editing is by Jive Media. Support The Lindsay Elmore Show by heading to lindsayelmore.com slash podcast. Your contribution, no matter how big or how small, helps us to bring the best guests to the interview chair. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Share this and all of your favorite episodes with a friend and on social media. Be sure to tag at Lindsay Elmore Show and help us bring the pod to more people.